welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and Matt O'Hara has been fired. He's gone. The boot no longer here. I'm just kidding. He can't make it. He's got kids to feed. So uh, it's just me. Uh, we had a topic lined up. We're not doing that topic no longer because it was a back and forth between Matt and I. So here I am. I use Twitter as a little uh, tool to ask for some fantasy dynasty questions here to get over on the show. So it's going to be a shorter show. I'll be talking about Brandon Cooks, Tyrell Williams, Jamison Crowder, and so much more. So much to go into. But a little news and notes from this week. A um, couple things really quickly. Jordan Matthews hurt his ankle, but he's expected to play in week 13. Um, Tyrell Williams has that injury. It's a labor injury, but he's looking like he's going to be okay to play as well. Uh, if you have Orlean Starkwa, he's on IR. I know. Season ending. Kiss the playoffs goodbye. Adrian Peterson is ahead of schedule. He's running. He's running sprints. So maybe somehow it's looking like you know, if you have Adrian Peterson on the back end of your roster and you're in the playoffs, you might be able to use Adrian Peterson for the ship. It might be possible. It might be something that you can do, which is great news. Um, news coming out about Brandon Cooks being upset with his role in the Saints offense, complaining, saying doesn't like it. Um, so look for him to get a boost next week versus Detroit. Um, I expect Brandon Cooks to have a big week. They should target him pretty well because the Rams really looked there to shut down Brandon Cooks. I know he came away with the goose. But the Rams put a lot of effort. Every time Brandon Cooks, they moved him all over the field, they kept moving the defensive secondary onto Brandon Cooks. Even though Michael Thomas had a good game and he's their big playmaker right now, they focused on shutting down Brandon Cooks because he's explosive and he's just an overall pretty sweet player. But we'll get into that here in a minute. we we'll get into some questions. And uh, Derek Carr hurt his finger, but took, place in his, took a part in his walkthrough, finished the game, should be okay. He should be okay, so which is, that should be uh, pretty sweet news for all you Derek Carr owners out there who got a piece of that sweet pie, delicious pie. Hope everybody had some good pie over Thanksgiving dinner. Got so fat. Oh, I'm disgusting. Sometimes I'm like, on Thanksgiving, I feel like there's a camera on me. People just look at me and I'm like, Rich, you are a disgusting human being. I'm sure it's the same for most people. I'm sure it's the same. But I feel like I'm overly disgusting disgusting i walk in the bathroom i see the treadmill i look away i'm like don't look at me we can't be friends right now i don't even want to know i don't even want to know so let's get uh let's get into some of these questions here some dynasty questions about some players and let's get my opinion which to me is a pretty sweet opinion um so let's get in the first one here and it says does tyrell williams have dynasty potential from this season on also is Michael Thomas the new number one in New Orleans? And will Sammy be useful now? Um, three solid questions that come from at Ben McMahon. Um, so the, let's get in the first one. Tyrell Williams. Where does he stand in the dynasty community? Where does he stand going forward? Well, Tyrell Williams is only 24 years old. He's 6'4", 205, and he signed a three-year contract last year. So he is locked up for two years, becomes a restricted free agent in 18 I expect, expect him to get a contract extension uh, right at the end of next year, sometime next year possibly, but probably right after that. 
I do like Tyrell Williams long term. I like him dynasty. A lot of people were thinking with this Keen Allen injury and the receivers behind him. I mean, Dontrell Inman's serviceable. They signed Travis Benjamin. He hasn't really done anything this year. And hey, the Chargers may be looking to draft a receiver this year or just sign one with Keen Allen being hurt twice twice and Ty what in two years. And Tyrell stepped up and showed that he could be that big play receiver. I love big receivers that can go out there and make big plays. And Tyrell just glides out there, glides on the field. He's only 24. He's only going to get better. And he fits perfectly in the offense. And with Keenan Allen, when Keenan Allen comes back, that's going to help Tyrell and it's going to help Keenan Allen tremendously. You give That's two big weapons for Phillip Rivers to throw to. I see no reason whatsoever why Tyrell Williams will not have long-term success with a high ceiling of being a potential wide receiver too, which is great. I mean, Keen Allen is a really good receiver, and a lot of his points come from targets. I mean, he's targeted heavily. He falls in the Allen Robinson kind of category and almost a Kelvin Benjamin category. He's really good, so I don't want to put that like a down. like a, It's down on him. Same thing for uh, Allen Robinson. He's pretty sweet. Uh, Blake Bortles is holding him back this year, but he's, he, that's what he falls into. He gets tons of catches. So in a PPR league, Keen Allen's just a beast. And Tyrell Williams is just a playmaker. He's a big-time playmaker. It's only 24 years old. So, yes, long-term, I like Tyrell Williams. I am buying Tyrell Williams. This offseason, I am seeing if people were like, hey, you know, Keen Allen's coming back next year. That was probably just like a fluke, you know. The guy's only signed for to 2017. He's a free agent, restricted. And 18, uh, you know, what if I just give you a 2017 second? Yeah? Deal? Thanks, sucker. I mean, friend, thank you. Thank you for being a given person on this Thanksgiving. Um, so, yeah, I'm buying Ty- Tyrell Williams. I am seeing, I am more than happy to give up a 2017 second for Tyrell Williams. He's a stud. I'm a fan. Bye, bye, bye. And if you own, be happy because you have him long term. Next question Is Michael Thomas a new number one in New Orleans? That's tough to call. I still think Brandon Cooks is more explosive, and I think they complement each other well. And if you're in a PPR league, it's gonna be it could be a flip flop thing. I mean, I think Michael Thomas is a really good receiver. I I talked about that all off season where he was one of my top receivers coming into this draft in this rookie draft, and I liked him a lot. Where a lot of people were putting Sterling Shepard ahead of him, I never once uh, succumbed to that, and I always had Michael Thomas on top. And I and I remember saying, hey. This is a guy who didn't have a lot of production in Ohio State, but that's the way they ran their offense. But he looked really good when he did have the ball in there. So Michael Thomas, to me, has always been a good receiver. He's doing everything I hoped he would do in New Orleans. Definitely having a really good quarterback like Drew Brees. So is he number one there? No, I I wouldn't say that yet. He'll be the number one touchdown playmaker there. So fantasy-wise, he could easily be the number one. But I think Brandon Cooks is still explosive enough to be the guy in PPR leagues. If it was standard league, I'd definitely take Michael Thomas. But in PPR leagues, I'm still leaning towards Brandon Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks is a really good receiver. I know he's had some up and down weeks going on this year. I know last week was terrible. But again, like I said, the Rams were really focusing on shutting down Brandon Cooks. If you go back and watch the tape, you'll see that the secondary, they were focusing on shutting down Brandon Cooks. And it worked. And 
you know, the Saints are throwing out there scoring seven touchdowns and Brennan Cooks got nothing. Well, you know, it's kind of disparaging. But at the same time, a number one receiver, when they're getting the focus put on them, would be still be able to get open. I mean, Antonio Brown, he gets focus put on him all the time. Does he have a problem getting open? No. Is Brennan Cooks Antonio Brown? No. But he's still a really good receiver. I'm using a moment like this to buy Brandon Cooks. I'm using this whole year to buy Brandon Cooks. I'm not giving up buying Brandon Cooks. He totally falls in that category of buy low. And buy low, people are like, I mean, you're getting an opportunity to get a top 25 dynasty startup player for maybe essentially your whole 17 rookie draft, possibly. I mean, that's how people are. That's how much people love the 17 class. Uh, I'd say, hey, I'll give you my whole 17 rookie class for Brandon Cooks right now, this week. And, and use that argument. Michael Thomas is number one, new, the new number one there. You got to make this deal. You got. I don't believe in rookie draft picks. Take this. Um, a lot of ways you could kind of throw that around there. But yeah, I'm buying Brandon Cooks. I still like Brandon Cooks. I know that doesn't really answer is Michael Thomas is number one there. I like them both. There's plenty of situations where two receivers can be highly successful. Green Bay, Oakland. That's just a name too. I can't, those are the quickest two I can think of the top of my head. So, yes. And will Sammy Watkins be useful now? Yes, Sammy will, Watkins will be useful now. He came back. The Sammy wasn't even conditioned, catching three balls for 80 yards. Yes. Tyrod Taylor's getting better. Sammy Watkins will get more conditioned, healthier, faster. I think Sammy Watkins is useful now, long term. You'll never see me get off the Sammy Watkins train ever. He's a top 20 dynasty startup player. He's a terrific receiver, one of the best college receivers I've seen coming out. I'm a huge Sammy Watkins fan. And again, buy low. If people are down on him, buy, 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 buy. I, I think this kid is just going to be super successful if he can stay healthy on the field. And once, you get a really, once he gets a really good quarterback, that's when the magic's really going to start happening. And I know we talked last week about Tyrod Taylor because I said I was a fan. Matt wasn't like overly excited about him. I think Tyrod T- Taylor is a complete competent quarterback. So, I'm okay with that situation. I like Sammy Watkins now, next year, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. I feel really good about those years in Sammy Watkins' production. Barney stays healthy. Um, another question here comes from Greg Ron. Can Jamison Crowder be a top 30 dynasty asset? Absolutely. This guy is targeted heavily in this offense. Jamison Crowder last year was a fourth-round uh, rookie pick. He's only 23 years old. There's times where he just leads the team into targets. He's explosive. Pierre Garçon's old. Deshaun Jackson's getting older. There's talk in the earlier in the year about you know potentially neither of those guys making a roster. I don't see Pierre Garçon coming back next year. Uh, Kirk Cousins is tearing up. Him and Crowder have a really good report. Definitely on those deep, uh, deep routes where Crowder can get past the secondary. And I mean. They're going to have to pay Kirk Cousins. This dude's going to get paid. This guy's averaging like 290, 290 yards a game. That's sick. That's like an all-time record. Uh, I don't know if he still is, but last time I checked, he was averaging like whatever it was over Drew Brees for most yards per game in NFL history. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, Michigan State Kirk Cousins. I know. Insane for the Redskins. And if he can be that guy, even they bring another receiver, Crowder, what Crowder, Crowder does is special he's one of those smaller explosive receivers that does really well can get behind the secondary and make big players and remember this guy was only drafted last year so he's only going to get better as well so i think he could be a top 30 
at, you know, dynasty asset. Definitely if Washington's offense can stay explosive, they can add a good running back to that. Uh, I feel good about it. I feel good about Crowder. I know Matt liked him a lot. I know Matt was talking about him last year and early in this year. So I think Crowder is a buy. I don't know how much he's going to be, how expensive he would be in the dynasty community right now, but I feel like he's definitely still obtainable. And I think next year is even going to be better. Definitely when they, they're going to, they're going to change that and they're going to get a better running back. Uh, Rob Kelly looks good right now. Matt Jones is a turd. And with this class that we all know we're talking about, look for them to add a good running back. Even they draft one late. When there's a running back, I mean, James Conner out of Pitt, who's a guy that I've always kind of liked, who's a pretty good running back. I, you know, um, even something like that, that's late would have be in a position to be the guy. Definitely get a nice PPR. So they get more, do more things with offense. Maybe get another big receiver. That'd be really nice to help offset Crowder as well. Again, I think he has really good long-term play. Uh, the next one comes from Gunnar Jensen, my man Gunnar. Uh, will Gurley return to running back one status next season? Well, that all depends what the Rams do with that offensive line. They need offensive line. This line, I mean, they, they benched Greg Robinson last week. He was a healthy scratch. This guy was the number two overall pick. Safe as they come. One of the best guys. Yeah, yeah. shove it, nerds. Listen, uh, they got to do some of that offensive line. It's just terrible. But Jared Goff came in last week. He looked pretty good. I mean, for being, you know, it was, what, it was his second game playing somewhere on there, looked pretty good. For all those people be hating on Jared Goff, he looked pretty good. Again, this kid's only going to get better as well. They can use this some more help in the offense. I know they signed Tavon Austin to that big contract. When they did it, we were like, what the heck? What are you doing? This doesn't make sense. I don't know what you're doing. This does not make sense. Did I mention this does not make sense? Because it does not make it. it. Makes dollars for Austin because that dude got paid. But as I think Gurley's going to need a better offensive line. He's going to need Jared Goff to take another step forward. But again, they're going to need a better offensive line. That's a big part of Gurley as well. Gurley's big thing is just going to be he doesn't catch a lot of footballs. And that's going to hurt. And I like Gurley a lot, but again, I th- I, that's huge. When you play in PBR leagues, that do- that is huge. That is huge. And this is a guy that we were arguing that he's going to be the number one overall dynasty back. And this is, these are the arguments made against him when I was talking about Le'Veon Bell and Zeke Elliott earlier about Gurley. And I mean, look how far back he slips. And, and let's see what's happened next year. Let's see. I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, Todd Gurley is an excellent running back. He's excellent. He's really, really good. But if he's not going to catch any footballs, if they can't get involved in an ass, that part of the game, then it's a huge, you know, red flag when it comes to fantasy football. And it could be one of those things where maybe you'll it will be the time to sell Gurley. Because even if you're running back one, which is stud, right? That you have a running back stud, but if you're just consistently like a running back eight, nine, ten, that's really good. I'm not going to argue that that's really good, but at the same time, you know, can I get better? Because right now people are valuing Gurley as the number one overall running back, but you can't sell now. So you just, it's something to just monitor. Gurley might fall into the category of you might of the the running back you want to get out from when the name gets hot again, which is crazy to say because Todd Gurley is extremely talented. But again, if I'm a PPR back, I mean, I'm really looking at Dalvin Cook, right? What if this guy goes to Indy? There's a lot of talk about him going to Indy. 
And if he's in the offense, it's going to be terrific. I mean, think Edger and James all over again. So if that's if I can get Dalvin Cook for somebody who's going to catch up football and be just explosive over a guy that I know who's a good running back, that I know will put up fantasy points, but never consistently give me these huge 20-point games every week. I mean, for him to do that, he's going to score, you know, 150 yards and a touchdown or, you know, 100 yards and two touchdowns every single week. And it's going to be hard to do when you get a running back that can get you like 70 yards on average a week with, you know, five catches for another 60 yards. I'm going to take the guy that's going to get catch the football consistently, who's the number one running back. The biggest thing Tiger Lily's got going for him, and he's the man. He's the man there, for sure. But we'll see. I mean, I'd like to see what these running backs next year are going to do and what you can get in return for Gurley. Because, again, I think the return might be pretty great. Now, I would still buy Gurley for the right price, but mostly if I was a Gurley owner, if I own Todd Gurley's shares, which I own none, I would be trying to potentially think of long-term, like a way to get out and maximize that value. Because he's still a running back. I mean... You can always get out from under a running back. Definitely if you can get like a good young receiver and maybe a high draft pick for him. Like if I can get a good young receiver and then get a really high 17 draft pick, I'd feel really good about that. Even if I can just get a young receiver straight up and then use my draft pick this year to draft a running back. I mean, again, we talk about all the time, the hashtag two to three year window where you can just simply roll through these running backs. It's, there's no reason to pick somebody when you can start a guy like Rob Kelly. All right. I mean, people could start Terrence West if you needed to right now. And I'll said that if you have a stud receiver. So if I can get somebody like Sammy Watkins for Todd Gurley right now, I'm making that move. And there's no reason you can't. Definitely if you're out of the playoffs, which if you had Todd Gurley, your team's probably not doing too sweet if you relied on him. I'd be looking to move Todd Gurley right now then. Because one, if your team's not doing too hot, you have a higher draft pick. So you can draft one of these running backs. All right. And I know you could draft one of these receiver too. But if you can get a good young running back that's now coming or receiver that's coming into his own, like say he's coming into year three, somewhere along those lines, it's going to start stepping up and be a producer. You can then draft a running back who's going to produce right away, where a young receiver is most likely not going to produce at high numbers right away. And you're going to get that quicker turnaround. And there'll probably be good value there in the second round, which if you have a high pick too. Not probably, there will be good value in the second round. So yeah, will Todd Gurley be a number one? running back next year that's hard to say it really is because again the offensive line and will he catch footballs because ppr guys will always jump him in my eyes unless he puts up monster years so that's my opinion uh next one comes from uh jts0313 keen allen dynasty stock buy sell trade yeah i'm buying he falls right in that category buy low for me keen allen's a really good football player sucks he's been hurt two years in a row i know sucks happens though if he gets hurt three years in a row well three strikes you're out bowling that's a turkey gobble 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 gotta go okay but it's two years i'm still buying keen allen i still think he's a really good receiver philip rivers likes him he's a stud i'm buying keen allen his stock is down i mean right now keen allen's not gonna be any lower he gets hurt week one he was hurt last year whoever's had him is pretty much hasn't even used him pretty much in two years so they're down on him. You would think they would be, unless they're savvy. I'm buying Keen Allen. I'd like to see what his value is. I'd give up a 17 first for him. Absolutely. If I knew I was in the playoffs for sure, and I was like somewhat needed receiver, and somebody was out of it, 
you know, anytime there's anybody's out of it, they always feel like, hey, I wish I could get some draft picks. Maybe I should rebuild. Maybe I shouldn't. Why not try and get Keen Allen for 17 first? That's great value. Keen Allen's a stud. Buy. I'm not selling. I'm not trading. I'm buying Keen Allen. Um, next one comes from FF Football Statistics. Is this offseason to sell Julio? If so, what's good value for him? I don't know. Julio to me is just pretty much a top two overall dynasty startup player. That's just me. I take Julio over Odell Beckham. That's just me. I'm a huge Julio fan. I'm not buying. I mean, I'm not trading him. There's no reason to trade him. Why would you trade Julio? He's a stud. He's not going anywhere. Guy's a good football player. So why why sell? Again, that, that makes no sense to me. If you were selling, I mean, you should be able to get, you know, Todd Gurley, your 17 first, uh, sandwich, some other fun stuff. But again, I mean, with Kyle Shanahan there, he loves to target the number one receiver. Julio Jones is only 27 years old. He'll turn 28 next year. So you got five more years of Julio, potentially. Maybe three. Not, not three, but maybe four. Um, but yeah, there's no, he's, he's not old. Yeah. He's been around a while, but he's not, he's not done. Not done at all. Julio stud muffin. This one comes from Alan McPherson. Is Wendell worth a stash or should I look to move him to a team that can use him this year? Hi, Wendell Smallwood. My name is Rich Dotson. I'm your owner. Good to meet you, but you gotta go. Yes. Wendell Smallwood. See ya. Trade him. Have a good day. He's an okay running back, but his value is right now. Ryan Matthews is hurt. Somebody needs a running back. Always get somebody who's going to need a running back. What if you can get a 17 second for Wendell Smallwood? I'd take it. I know he's young. I know he's just a rook, but you know, I don't care. I mean, I like Wendell Smallwood, but nothing, not enough where I don't see him as long-term future success. That's for sure. I'd take a, I'd take a 17 third for Wendell Smallwood if I can get it. That's what I would do. Another question for fantasy questions is, do you expect this class, this draft class, to be as great as a 2K14 class, which is pretty spectacular in itself? Will go down as one of the all-time best classes ever? Yep. I sure do. I like this class a ton. It's going to be a phenomenal class. It's going to be after that 14 class, I think, for sure. I mean, it's to me, this running back, this class that's coming up, I mean, I know it's a running back class everybody talks about. Even though this year, this college season, some of these running backs have taken a hit. I don't think it's going to be too bad because it's a well-rounded class. I mean, there's some really good receivers coming out. I mean, John Ross from Washington. I mean, like I said, Corey Davis is my number one rookie receiver coming in this class from Western Michigan. You got Mike Williams from Clemson. Um, he does have some hand issues here and there, but he's he's a stud. He's everybody else's number one receiver. He's my number two. No reason to argue that. I mean, like I said, you got guys like Juju Smith from uh, USC at receiver coming in. He's a stud. You have guys like um, uh, Zay Jones from ECU, Isaiah Ford from Virginia Tech. Really good receiving class coming in here as well. Some really solid guys. Uh, if Curtis Samuel from Ohio State comes out, he's an all-around explosive player that can play receiver or running back. The tight end class is going to be really deep this year. You know, guys like O.J. Howard, Jake Butt, Ebinger. I mean, it's, it's going to be a really good tight end class, too. So it's going to be really well-rounded, which is going to put talent back into the second round. 
which again, I mean, to me, the 14 class is so good because in the second round, you're getting studs. The whole class, the first round was just filled of like studs, like top 15 dynasty startup guys. Uh, amazing. Just amazing. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, who you can argue, if you made a case to me saying Mike Evans is number one overall dynasty player, I, I would listen to that. He's not mine. I'd have him in like four, but I'd listen to that. If you're like, I'd take Mike Evans over Eldell Beckham, I'd listen to that. And what can happen that next year? Who is Mike Williams that going to be one of those guys? Is Corey Davis going to be one of those guys? There's going to be a guy that we don't even think of that's going to be one of those guys. A tight end. Some of these tight ends can be in top five tight ends, dynasty tight ends, like long term. Maybe even get a couple quarterbacks out of there. My boy Mitch Trubisky. So, yeah, I love this 14 class. I like it. I like it a lot. Not 14. Of course, I love the 14 class. That's hindsight. I, lo- I love this, this 17 class coming up. I, mean, I can't wait to start getting into it and really start digging in on that class and telling you guys my opinion and who I love. Who's the sandwich? Uh, next question coming in, coming in hot, uh, is how is Devontae Adams so good now? Now, I mean, the light clicked. Everything's working on. I think we talked about Devontae Adams, Matt and I, a couple uh, weeks ago. And, man, remember, this is a guy. Now, you can, you could make this case now because of Derek Carr. When him and Derek Carr were at Fresno State, Devontae Adams led all of college football in touchdowns, scoring touchdowns. It was sick. He had like 17 or something like that. I don't know. It was probably higher. It was gross. Guy's a stud. Uh, he's got Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb, who I've never been a big fan of. I've always been a Cobb snob. And I've mentioned tons of reasons why. I've told you Silk sell Randall Cobb many times years before. That's hindsight. It's 2020. And remember, Jordy Nelson's older. In his 30s, those injuries. And it's going to look like Aaron Rodgers ain't going anywhere anytime soon. So Devontae Adams is going to be the number one receiver there. So why is he so good? This is why you don't get down on players. This is why because Devontae Adams doesn't do anything for his first two years, you just don't jump ship and sell. A lot of players, the history shells, they could take shows. It takes three years to come into your own. And that's why you don't sell after somebody has a really good rookie season and they have that sophomore slump because it could take three years to really start coming into your own. Tons of receivers. It's just there's tons of history to shows three years, three years to really start becoming a really good player. And here Devontae Adams is coming into it starting to be a really good player so it just takes time i know a lot of people are looking for that instant gratification and that's why you know even some of these guys like laquan treadwell josh dotson you know i'd be trying to buy these guys this offseason i think they're great buys you want guys that are buy lows right now i mean try some of these people that were drafted high in this draft class this year like laquan treadwell what if you can get laquan treadwell for a 17 second this is a guy who's the number one receiver drafted Again, these players were drafted high for a reason. Yeah, some of them bust out, but Laquan Treadwell hasn't even done anything to make you say, oh, man, his hands are bad, or this is bad. He hasn't even been used. And Mike Zimmer doesn't like to use rookies a lot. So I'm buying those guys. I've talked about this before in the podcast, saying I like to go out there and get guys that were taken in the first round of rookie drafts, and they didn't do anything at all the first year, and then try and get them for you know either an older player that has still value that I kind of want to get out from under and I'm willing to take the gamble on a young guy or a round later draft pick, a 17 second, which is really good value, but still, I'd still rather have Laquan Treadwell. Uh, 
Next question comes in from Mark Sliman. He asks, is Brandon Cooks a buy low? I said yes. Who do you prefer, Brandon Cooks or Todd Gurley? Give me Brandon Cooks. And another next question from Brad Smith. Sterling Shepard or Jordan Reed? I worry about Reed's health, but positional scarcity. Yes, I would take Jordan Reed there. I like Sterling Shepard. Uh, he's shown me some really nice things this year. Really good route runner. Really good offense. I think the kid's going to be a playmaker for a long time. But when it comes down to elite tight ends, there's just that, not that many of them. And Jordan Reed is an elite top-tier tight end. He's a number two t- overall tight end in Dynasty. In my opinion, I think he's a number two overall Dynasty tight end. That's where I have him ranked. And if you can give me Still and Shepard, maybe you can make a case that he's a top 20 Dynasty Dynasty wide receiver. Yeah, but I'm going to take the number guy who's number two overall in his position, and that's Jordan Reed. And I'm going to dominate there, and I'm going to go get a receiver in this year's draft or somewhere else. Because you could probably find another Sterling Shepard. You can't find another Jordan Reed that easily. So I'm going to take Jordan Reed there. And that's no, that's not being down on Sterling Shepard at all. It's just pick one, don't pick one. Let's wrap this up. Let me get one more question in here. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, total bust or worth a stash? Looking pretty busty. But again, something that I'm not going to get completely down on after, you know, another year, two years of not being a stud player. Let's see how he is next third year. He's out there saying he's saying the right things. When I see him in his press conferences, you know, hey, this is on me. I got to focus more. Sometimes I I try to think too much out there. Those are problems that can be fixed. His hands that he didn't have really bad hands in college, so I don't see it's a huge problem. I think he's out there thinking too much, trying to do too much, and I think he has a chance in that offense. So Nelson Aguilar is he a total bust? No, not yet. But things aren't looking good for being a person that was taken in the first round. I mean, this is something that I drafted in the first round of one of my rookie drafts. So Nelson Aguilar, give it time. He falls in that category. Let's see what he does next year. We'll know if Nelson Aguilar is a bust next year. And he might be somebody you might be able to gamble on. Maybe you can get Nelson Aguilar, who was just a first-round pick not that long ago, and get him for like a 17-third this offseason and buy. And some people are like, well, I would rather have my third. Well, I can listen to that too. But when, it, when we get down to the draft and when the draft takes around and you're getting ready to be on the clock, if there's nobody there you really love, maybe, maybe Nelson Algalore is worth a buy. Or maybe you figure out who has Algalore, and when the fourth round comes up, you go, hey, man, I'm not really digging into these players. I'm sure somebody, you know, he probably will. You, you interested in this pick? Yeah, man, what do you want for it? I don't know. Let me look at your roster real quick. You don't have to because you already know who you're asking for. I don't know. You want to give me Nelson Algalore? for uh this pick so that might work because we all know during the rookie draft people are like you get overly excited about this guy in the fourth round that you think is gonna be a stud and most likely they're not going to be so i'm still giving nelson out over time so that's it that's it with the uh questions uh we have another week this is the last week in november so this is your last chance to join the nerd herd Make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com. In the top right-hand corner, says says uh, you can donate to the site. By donating, you can be ch- and join the Nerd Herd. And you have a chance to win either a Dynasty Nerd shirt this week or you can take a $25 Amazon gift card. Whatever you want, whoever the winner is, that's all it is. All it does is take a dollar to enter. Remember, uh, all, it does, all the money you guys donate to the site, joining the Nerd Herd, buying T-shirts, all that, it goes right back into the website. Just want to remind everybody that. 
Uh, it's pretty much just supporting the Dynasty community, supporting the website, supporting the podcast. And we got to sell two T-shirts just to pay for the podcast for the month. So all the money goes right back into the website, goes to our writers, goes to our people to do rankings to make sure you get up-to-date rankings. We're going to get ADP rolling back here soon as well. So, again, that all costs money. So everything you do, we appreciate. Uh, so if you want a Dynasty Nerd shirt, give out to somebody that you love, you want to look better, you can get on there. Time for Christmas. Buy one of those awesome Dynasty Nerds t-shirts. And uh, also, give us a rating and review on iTunes. If you have an iPhone and you use I, you ha- use this podcast to listen to, take four seconds out of your day. Get on there. Click rate and review. Leave a rating and review. Put a little comment in there. Put a little smile on this guy's face. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. That's where I'm always at. Always there to answer your Dynasty and fantasy football questions. You get up Matt at Dynasty Matt and let him know that, uh, hey, the show is always better when you're around, buddy. Way to fail. Way to raise those children over there. And, of course, you have all the site at Dynasty Nerds. Make sure you go to DynastyNerds.com every single day with all the great articles on there. Tim Torch gives you his waiver wire pickups. Brian Grow, the fantasy outlaw, he gives you what we learned in week 13. Corey Evans, dropping all kinds of sweet dynasty knowledge on there. And you can find him on his podcast as well, uh, the Dynasty Dude, uh, and so many more. John DeMent just started writing for us. He just wrote an article this week looking ahead at the 17, uh, looking ahead in 2017. Free agents. Check it out. Tons of good writers. They're everywhere. Chris Whitman, all those guys. Everywhere. If I didn't say your name, I apologize. I love you too. I like you. Love's a strong word. So until then, we'll be back next week. Matt and I will be here. Uh getting ready for the playoffs because this is uh after next week. That's it. We're in the playoffs. 14, 15, 16. That's how we do in Dynasty normally. So congrats to everybody that got there. Hopefully we helped you along the way. I know it's a little too early to congrats people, but if you already got that buy, you got locked it, you got it locked up. Good for you. So we'll be back next week. Have a good one, guys. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.